All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? It's going well here. Uh, new listeners, I've been talking about the podcast on stage after every show, saying, hey, take my card, come visit my website. I have people come up to me and say, I love listening to podcasts. I got an hour commute to work every day. So if you are just joining uh, for the first time, because I've been telling you on stage to listen to the podcast, uh, you saw me live. My name is Nathan Timmel, if you remember, and that's Jake Vevra, a comedian in New York City. Hi, Jake. As we already said, I'm just introducing you to the people that might be new to the podcast. Welcome, people who might be new to the podcast. You've come to the right place, goddammit. I certainly think so. So, Jake, today, did you have a chance to watch Springsteen on Broadway? I did. I did. Let's start with that. My God, dude. I feel, I want to say this up front, and I don't know why, or maybe because, actually, I do kind of know why now as I'm talking out loud. Um, I, I think I texted it to you. I am not a Springsteen fan. I have nothing against him. Uh, if his songs come on the radio, I will listen to them and tap my foot and I enjoy them. But I've never seen him live and I've never bought one of his albums. So I'm like a very casual fan. Like I, yeah, I don't. Just... Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I, I, I like the songs, but yeah, it's it, he's never one of my like go tos from that that right. era. But I, I thought this was fucking phenomenal. And that's that is the reason I say that up front is because I think that magnifies how much I loved Springsteen on Broadway, which is now on Netflix. Because if I was a super fan, yeah, then I'd be like, dude, you got to watch Springsteen on Broadway. Well, if you love Springsteen, then you're just going to say that. I am a casual fan. And like you said, phenomenal. I was completely mesmerized and blown away by this performance. Uh, Jake, you go first, and then I'll, I'll ramble on about it after you go. What, uh, give your thoughts. Yeah, at, at first I was like, I, I was looking at the time of this thing, and I'm like, wait, this is two and a half hours. There's no way I'm going to be able to sit here and and listen to this for two half two and a half hours. But it it flew right by. Also, listeners, uh, especially first time listeners, I have a really bad cold, like I'm losing my voice. So I normally don't sound like this. If you're tuning in for the first time and you're like, I don't want to listen to some guy on his deathbed every week. This is just sad. He's trying to be funny, even though I can hear that he's dying of Ebola or whatever the fuck is in his lungs. I, I don't normally sound like this, but yeah, it, uh, it it gave me something definitely good to sit here and watch while I was uh, recovering from whatever the hell chest disease this was. I agree with you on the two and a half hours. And the thing I would say is I, I had the same thought. I'm like, two and a half hours? All right, let's, let's see where this goes. And I'm not going to lie. I did that thing where I am an American. I am easily distracted and I am stupid. So I turned it on and I had my laptop open. I was like, all right, I'm going to look at a little news and I'll have this on and I'll sort of watch. My laptop was closed within five minutes. It was so yeah. engrossing that it was a... I mean, I did pause to jack off to a weird tentacle hentai porn only once. And that's that's for two and a half hours of me being alone on my couch. That's pretty good, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not going to fault you for that. But like you said, you paused it. You didn't beat off to Japanese hentai porn with Springsteen on Broadway on in the background. You said, no, no, I'm right. going to pause it so that I can get back to it. And yeah, that's I closed my laptop. This is a sit up and pay attention to what's happening. The man, if, if you're not familiar, it's not a Springsteen concert. It is a, I don't want to insult it by calling it a spoken word performance, but it is... It's it's a one man show. He is telling you stories of his life. It's based on his book, and 
the man is not dumb. He, he First of all, he's very intelligent, and he knows how to tell a story. After being on stage and talking to, you know, 80,000 people in a stadium since 1974, I don't know, you know, when he first broke onto the scene, and even before he broke onto the scene, he was singing in bars as a teenager. I mean, he's been talking on stage his whole life, so he kind of knows how to do it. And his stories... Well, and the thing is, I've, I've never seen him live, but I've I've heard from a lot of people, like, uh, you, he's one of those guys you really got to see him live to appreciate. And even at his age now, his live concerts are like three fucking hours. And even on top of that, sometimes he'll go on stage before the concert starts as people are filling in and just do kind of slower um, acoustic renditions of his songs he's going to be doing later just to warm up for his three hours on stage. You know, I mean, it's it's the guy's a machine. And he does uh, one thing. I'd read this, and you can find videos of it. I guess he plays uh, on stage Stump the Band, where he asks the audience for suggestions of songs, and then the band has to play it. And Google this, Jake, and Google this, listeners, after you're done with the podcast. Um, You never can tell. Uh, I can't remember when it was a big song. It came back into popular uh, culture during Pulp Fiction. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and and Pulp Fiction brought it back. That's like 50s. Yeah it, yeah, it was huge once, and then Quentin Tarantino brought it back. Um, there's a concert of Springsteen in Germany, and he says, "Okay, band, we don't know this song, kind of, but and they sort and it's an eight minute video, and the first three minutes are them figuring it out, sort of. Hey, it goes da 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 da, and the horns. Get, oh wow! And they go fucking nuts. Oh, and so they do it with horns too. Oh, it's like the whole history the band. Will get, oh, it's the whole history, and the and every horn except for one takes a solo, and there's a piano solo. So he sings the verses, and there's one point where he forgets the verse, but he keeps going, or he doesn't know the verse because it's stumped the band; it's not in their repertoire. So right, he's yeah. just singing along. The 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 So he just you know sing, he he does the melody like that. He just it, instead of like stopping the song and going, "Ooh, I don't remember," he just powers right. It's it's amazing. But getting back to Springsteen on Broadway, the way he talks about his relationship with his father and mother, and I just love the fact that he admits that he's a rock star and he's fascinated by the common man. That's why he's always written about blue-collar, working-class people, because he came from that, but he's never been that, if that makes sense. I thought it was really eye-opening how he, he talks about the songwriting process and, more than that, his emotions and what... And, oh, Jesus, good fuck. Born in the USA, what he does to that song was insane. Yeah, that, that was awesome, man. What he does, listeners, is, I, I want to tell you to watch to be surprised, but he basically turns it into a, a blues jam. Not even a jam. He, he turns it into a blues song, and it just changes the melody, and he turns it into, he takes it to the core of the song. Because I remember when it came out, and it still is an anthem, everybody thought it was a pro-America anthem, and if you weren't listening, you missed the anti-Vietnam War protest message of the song, and when he does it on stage here, just him and and an acoustic guitar, you hear the pain and the power in that song. Yeah, it's great, man. It's it's just and and he does that with a lot of his songs. He uh, it's 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 just him doing acoustic renditions of it. But he's telling his life story and and he ties all the the songs in and it's it's it was fucking phenomenal, man. 
Yeah, I again, we could talk the entire podcast about it, but I, I really think from my angle, I, I know I have this problem. If I hate something, I can tell you exactly why I hate it. I can yeah. pinpoint and break it down and say, I hated this, I hated this, I hated this, I hated this. If I were to talk about Springsteen on Broadway for 90 minutes, it would be literally 90 minutes of me just sort of jerking it off saying, it's just fucking good, you gotta watch it. I, I lose... I lose articulation when I try to praise something. I don't know why that is. There's probably you know a character flaw. With it. My, 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 my girlfriend, I, I told her I was going to watch it, and she was like, yeah, you, you go ahead. I'm going to go. Um, I, she, she went out for a while and then came back and, and, and just kind of, she was doing stuff in the back, but then she started watching it in the middle, and she's going, uh, why is he being all depressing and shit? <laughs> What is this? And I'm like, well, you gotta, you gotta watch it from the beginning. He's, he's building like a powerful narrative. It's supposed to be emotional. It's, it's like, it, it's one of those you can't just dive into in the middle. It doesn't work. It's sort of like, um, it's just sort of coming in at the end of Schindler's List and going, why is this guy crying over a fucking pin? I don't get it. Like, why is this? Why I, everybody keeps talking about how? Oh, you gotta see this movie. You guys crying over a pin? Fuck this. I'm not watching it. Uh, funny. I. I, my wife, for Christmas, one of her two gifts, uh, I bought her a gift gift, but I'm giving her one of those uh, non-money uh, gifts, and what I'm doing is I'm taking the kids to my mother's for the weekend and li giving Lydia the house just to herself because I'm going always driving off and doing comedy and leaving her with the kids, and I told her, I said, on your weekend alone, sit down and watch this. And she's not a Springsteen fan at all. She's like me. She's just sort of like, yeah, if a song comes on, she recognizes it and sort of likes it. But I, I told her, you need to watch this. You'll have the house to yourself for a weekend. Just sit down and watch. And like you said, you, you, it, but you, you admit that your girlfriend, she came in in the middle, but she sort of started going, wait a second, like there's something here worth watching. Even if she thought it was depressing, she got hooked in, didn't she? No, no, no. She went back to whatever she was doing. Oh, she was like, right. fuck this guy sobbing over a pin. I don't know what he's doing. It's like, born in the USA is supposed to be fast. Why is, he, why is he getting all fucking depressing with it? Well, fair enough. All right, changing gears. You said something early on, and I don't know if you said it because I wanted to talk about it uh, this week or if, you were just, uh, if it was just an accident, but you said you were just getting over Ebola, obviously joking, but that is a story that I think is... is it's insane. It just it goes to show how the media and the populace pick and choose what is important and what is frightening. Because as you and I speak, the second deadliest Ebola outbreak in history is happening in Africa, and no one's talking about it. The Remember the last outbreak of Ebola? It was everywhere. You couldn't escape it. That's all everyone yeah. was talking about. We were quarantining doctors that had gone over to help people and come back. It was huge panic-inducing news. Oh, my God, Ebola. Well, I think it's because... Now, and, and maybe it just didn't mention this in the article, but are we having doctors from over here going over there yet? It might just be it's 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 not affecting anyone in the U.S., so U.S. news isn't touching. I think that might be a big thing. I also think shit is so polarized now between, like, the right and the left that it's like... If if the Democrats can't blame Trump for it and Trump can't blame the Democrats slash whatever one of his cabinet members he's planning on firing next, um, neither neither side of the news is interested in talking about it. Mm, I guess I can see that. But at the same time, 
I can see both of your points uh, that maybe if there is I'm sure there are American doctors over there because doctors without borders or the I mean, the World Health or the World Health Organization has Americans and they go everywhere. They're they're first on the ground. They're like the Marines of 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 doctors. And I just maybe they're washing their hands this time. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they're being a little more careful. (laughs) Well, I just maybe they're careful where they buy their Big Macs from. I don't know. When when the last outbreak happened, before any doctor from America came back and got quarantined, it was still huge news. Like the instant there was an Ebola outbreak, it hit. And they were saying, will it travel from country to country? What happens when people gets on planes? And maybe that's why it's not big news, because last time, you know, they did stifle it and it didn't spread worldwide like 12 Monkeys, the movie. Um, yeah. But still, it's just funny that at, at at any given point, you can take a story and it will blow up and people will be afraid and then it goes away. And for some reason, even though we are in the middle of an epidemic, no one knows it and no one cares because no one's reporting it and no one's demanding it be reported because they're afraid. Like, oh, I'm scared. I need to click this article to be more afraid. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's It's really flying under the radar this time. Well, one story that is not under the radar that exploded today, the biggest news story of the day, a GoFundMe campaign for the border wall. This morning, it hit $1 million just almost immediately. And as of right now, we're in one day, it is already over $9 million people have donated to build the border wall. And I can't remember what the initial goal was, but I think they upped it. So the goal now is $1 billion. And the guy that set it up is a veteran. He's a triple amputee from, I think, the Air Force. Uh, yeah. I thought, yeah, Air Force. And he said that he has put something in place to ensure that these funds are only used to go to the border wall. I'm not going to lie to you, Jake. I think the border wall is silly. I think it's stupid. But if people want to donate to this and this is how it gets built... Fuck it. I'm fine with that. If people want to donate money and that's how you can build a section of the wall, that's how I think it should be done. Instead were all of the tax people dollars, that donated to the $9 million for the border wall, were, were they all Mexicans? Because Trump said they'd all be Mexicans. I know. That's, I mean, that's the easy joke is, is to pick on it and to blast it and make fun. And obviously Trump is a politician, so he lies like all politicians lie. And when he said Mexico was going to pay for it, it was obviously stupid. I just like that it started off, Mexico is going to pay for it. And then it was, I'm going to get Congress to pay for it. And now it's, listen, if you please just give us $80 each of you that voted for me. It's like, wait a minute. Wait, this is just getting bizarre, man. It's bizarre, but I, I I can't get past the idea that I do like it. Like, look, if this is what you want, then fuck it. You donate money and you have to pay for it. And right now, uh, Jake, I need to pause for a second. I'm going to edit the podcast here. Truman, you are supposed to be in your bedroom. I got to put my son back to bed for the 17th time. I will be back in 20 seconds and I'll edit this out. Do you hold a grudge against Montgomery Burns? No. All right, maybe I did, but I didn't shoot him. Checks out. Okay, sir, you're free to go. Good, because I got a hot date tonight. A date. Dinner with Fred. Dinner alone. Watching TV alone. All right. I'm going to sit at home and ogle the ladies in the Victoria's Secret catalog. See his catalog. Now, would you unhook this already, please? I don't deserve this kind of shabby treatment. Yeah. 
That little fucker never sleeps. <laughs> anyway, so here, as what I was saying is before uh, I had to make the edit to put my son back to bed. Um, here, here's my thing. Uh, as much as I say that, though, okay, there's one thing I really don't like about this GoFundMe page. Have you looked at it, Jake? I have not looked at the uh, the actual GoFundMe page. No, I'm going to send it to you. The only thing I do not like about the actual GoFundMe page is yeah. the uh, the the picture they use to represent it. It looks yeah. like a five-year-old using Photoshop for the first time. There's a picture of a border wall with Trump giving a thumbs up. It is the most horrible-looking, shitty Photoshop. Like you, you couldn't, yeah. you couldn't have used someone with some skills to to make it look professional or nice or even not clownish and childish. It's just, it's a horrible, horrible, they, shitty. Look, they couldn't hire a graphic designer. All the money has to go toward the wall. <laughs> yeah, but even if you don't hire a graphic designer, you don't have one that's a friend. Look at that. It's just this horrible, shitty Photoshop. That's crazy. Mm. Okay, so here's what I don't like about it. I do agree. If you, if you want to donate your money to build a border wall, great. You should be able to. But what could $9 million buy? $9 million towards a $1 billion wall is nothing. Could $9 million buy how many school lunches? Or, um, you know, what could, it, uh, what could it do to disabled veterans? How many, how many uh, prosthetic legs could it buy? This, this, this veteran who set this up is a triple, triple amputee. How many veterans could get... Uh, a, a leg with nine million dollars. How many could get a wheelchair? How can he? What good could this money do if people weren't using it for silly racist walls? You know, right? Yeah, and and like I, I, I I'm not going to sit here and say that any kind of border security is inherently racist. That that only started with with Trump. I mean, before. Before he came along, you know, like every president would increase border security. That's just, you know, that's that's just what you do, man. If I go to Belgium, Belgians are not racist against me, but they're going to want to see some ID. You know, like that's just sort of how that works. But you can you can make um, arguments for border security that aren't racist. You can make pro Latino arguments for border security. Um, you can say, like, look, um, we just want to ensure that no criminals are coming through because if, if they're completely unchecked, it could be a lot of the cartel gangs that many of these people are fleeing from, and we want to help some of our most vulnerable citizens have a better life here as opposed to having to worry about the exact same gangs that they're fleeing from once they get to the United States. You could you can make that argument like that. That is not how that dude decided to phrase that shit throughout his campaign. And so it became so polarized that uh, the left kind of went the other way on it to where if you even mention anything about, you know, needing to secure the border for any reason whatsoever. It's, oh, you clearly just don't like Mexicans, you know? And it's like, that's that's kind of not the most constructive either. That that being said, yeah, the, the wall thing is just kind of, it's, it's, it's very unrealistic, man. That is such a long area to try to wall off. And it's like, dude, there's, there's tunnels. Most people that are here illegally uh, took planes, their visas ran out, so it, 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 
it's it, there, there, there's a lot of holes in the theory, just like there will be holes drilled in the fucking wall once you put it up. <laughs> well, and here's the big thing. I don't think we talked about this on the podcast before, but I listened to a news, uh, like one of those information podcasts where they take one subject and they talk about it for an hour. So you feel really smart for five minutes when you listen to it. And then the next day you're like, you don't remember a goddamn thing and you're dumb again. Sure. Um, they did. There was an organization, and I'm going to speak in general terms here because I don't remember the the absolute numbers, but everything I'm saying is true. There was an organization that did an over 20-year study on immigration from our southern border. And what they found overwhelmingly is that walls and border security increase illegal immigration. For the majority of this country's, country's existence— having problems problems saying that for some reason, uh, Latinos would come north, work for a season, and then go back home. They would take the money back home. The more you increase border security, what they do is they come north, and then they say, fuck it, it's not worth it trying to sneak back across the border to get back into Mexico. So instead, they try and sneak their family across, and when they succeed, then everybody is just here in America. And this again, was over a 20-year study, and they just it, it showed that the numbers every time border security increased, illegal immigration increased because there just used to be a natural ebb and flow, and now it's no longer an ebb and flow. It's just one way. They come in, they stay. And if you try and explain that to people that want border security or say no more illegal immigration, it's weird because they don't get it. But it, it makes a lot of sense. Well, it, it, like you, you have so many people living south of the United States who live in really downtrodden areas um, that are filled with poverty, filled with drug wars and stuff like that. And there's not a law you can pass that's going to not make them do everything in their power to get here. You know, and, and you just sort of have to be realistic about that. Now, um, I'm not saying that you shouldn't try to control your borders in some way. I'm not saying that, you know, you should want to be able to check people coming in. You, you shouldn't want um, just wide open gaps where gangs, cartel members can come in. Like, that's that's a fucking problem, you know. Um, you'd have to be insane not to think that that's a problem. Uh, that being said, this, this notion that you're just going to stop people from coming here— um, who are trying to get up here, it's as unrealistic as when the left goes, well, you know, we should just get rid of assault rifles, you know? <laughs> it's like, well, there's kind of a lot of them, you know? There's millions and millions of them. And it, it, it's, it's unrealistic, you know? And, and they, yeah, you should want to have some kind of tight security on the border, but you also then have to make it uh, reasonable, and, and easy for people south of the border to immigrate here. And that's the part that they don't want to budge on. And it's like, dude, they're, they're going to get around shit, you know? Like, it doesn't matter how much of that stuff you put in place. People are going to figure out how to do it. I mean, like, if, if that was you, you would put every ounce of your effort in, into, into getting out of, you know, wherever there is a cartel war. You know, that's just what most people are going to do in that situation. Well, let, let me play left wing, right wing, because I can see both sides of the issue and I hear exactly what you're saying and I don't disagree at all. Um, a federal court judge just shot down something Trump had executive ordered, which is that illegal immigrants, 
the way it used to be and the way I guess it is because of the federal judge, illegal immigrants could just come across the border anywhere. And once they were in America, they could say, asylum, I want asylum. Right. And Trump said, no, I want you to enter at a legal border point. And immigrants tried to do that and are trying to do that. But that's where these caravans end up and they are backed up all to hell. They're they're just, right, you know, right. it's the lines like Disneyland. So, like, yeah, it works much better on paper than it does right. when, when you actually try to do tens of thousands of people like that. So here's the thing. I agree with, say, Trump and that you should have to apply at a legal like I, I wouldn't fight that if if I were a Democrat in office, I would say, all right, let's compromise. Yes, you have to go to a legal check-in point to come across the border. That said, let's take this $9 million raise that this guy wants. Let's, let's take money and add more judges to—, uh, to sp- you got to streamline that process sometime. Yeah, let's—not let's, not even streamline. Let's—yeah, let's, uh, let, let's, let's just make it more—instead of having five judges down there working 24— right. Let's just send a ton of judges and a ton of representatives and start processing and doing background checks and whatever needs to be done. Why not put money toward that so there is not such a backlog? It's like— Right, people act like, well, these guys— they they could they could easily immigrate here illegally. They just choose not to. These illegal immigrants are living high on the hog with their four dollar an hour wages, taking money from the. And it's like, dude, they're they wouldn't be doing that if 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 there was an easier way. You know what I mean? Now you got to ask, well, why are they choosing to to live here illegally and work? shitty jobs for shitty wages it's not really like it's not like they Ill- immigrate here illegally and then they're fucking stockbrokers on wall street you know what i'm saying like they're they're working less than minimum wage and they're and they're doing tough jobs so you now have to figure out well, why is that you know they're clearly not gaining the system somehow um so why why is it taking so goddamn long you know and and where how can we get the resources to faster process these people and, and make it more reasonable well, and and two things when when he says they're sending their rapists, they're sending sending their gang members. Um, when you treat people like shit and say no, stay out, uh, we're going to separate you from your kids. Right. Uh, that is what creates creates resentment, and that's when you have children that grow up to become gang members because you have sure. broken up the family and you have hurt them, and they want to react and lash back. If you, you know. I don't want to say treat people with open arms and say, come on in, but, you know, come on in, let's talk and let's work out how you can come in. That's just going to create people like, yes, they love America. They're not going to want to lash back at it. And, you know, you send a kid away at 15 that's angry. He's damn bet you're going to try and come back and do whatever he can and not get not getting on his job. He's going to like, fuck it. I'll run. I'll do anything. Fuck America. And, okay, if, if if Trump really wants to get this wall built, I uh, I have an idea for him. Uh, right now in uh, in Brooklyn, they're shutting down the the bridge every day to uh, escort El, El Chapo, Chapo for yeah. his yeah. Um, tell him, listen, I will write you a full presidential pardon if you build me a wall. Use the cartel <laughs> money to build me a wall. I, I will I will pardon El Chapo for a wall. Uh, that would be a good idea. I just read uh, the a book by one of the agents that helped track El Chapo, El Chapo, and uh, capture him. It was uh, it was pretty interesting. I don't remember the name of the book because it was last week, and and uh, once a week goes by, it's out of my brain. But I will say that sure. uh, it was it was a damn fine book, and 
Yeah, they 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 pinged his cell phones and just followed him around Mexico. They had they had the Mexican Marine Corps equivalent on basically standby for over a week as they tracked his cell phone and then finally they just went into a city and just started banging down safe houses until they got him. They just kept wow. turning over higher and higher. It's really it's a really interesting story. Um so there you go. All right, moving on. Or do you have anything else you want to say about uh, the wall? No, no. Pardon El Chapo if he gives us a wall. Why do I keep calling him El Chapo with an A? I, don't I always call him Chapo. I think Chapo is a cooler name. Fuck yeah. it. Hey, it's like I would go uh, with El Chapo British. if I was him. It's British. Yeah. Hey, Chap. Good day. I'm not. A, yeah, I'm not a chopper. That's a. It's a. It's a rough name. You know. I'm. I'm. I'm innocent. I'm, I'm a smooth, suave kind of gangster. I'm a Chapo. Yes. So the next story that I found, uh, this one sort of plays into the Ebola clickbait headline that didn't happen. I wonder if this was a clickbait headline that was supposed to create outrage and make people think, uh, oh, my God, democracy's over. This is bullshit. They're gaming the system. The headline was thousands of mailed ballots in Florida were not counted. And you're like, oh, well, that's not good. We're not counting ballots. Our votes don't count. And then you click it. And it says, uh, where's this line? Basically, most, if not all of them, were received after the election. To me, that's like someone that, uh, dude, I mailed your Christmas present on the 24th. Like, uh, two years ago, people were contacting Amazon. They were pissed because their Christmas presents didn't arrive at the destinations in time. And Amazon was doing research and saying, yeah, you have Amazon Prime, but motherfucker, you ordered this Christmas Eve. So if you're if 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 the uh, what was it November sixth if election day is November sixth and you put your ballot in the mail that morning, I, well, but I'm it, it didn't say of, when people were more when when they were mailing it. It didn't, but they I'm assuming that, a lot of people did that. I'm assuming there are people that right, on but Monday dude, the fifth. I know here mails slow as shit sometimes, dude. So if that's the case, like they got to be clear with people, like okay, this is. This is the last day you can send it. They got to set something up with the post office. Like if if we're gonna have people mailing ballots, there we know the address it's going to. That shit is automatically overnighted. That gets priority, and you know. And then it, let's say I don't it was know if it deserves priority. It absolutely does. It's a fucking ballot. Well, what they should do then is here. How about this? If if you are going to do it's it's Florida, like in Oregon, everything is mail in ballots. So maybe that is the case there. But if you are doing early voting and you want to absentee vote because you don't feel like going and waiting in a line, they should cut that off one week out. Like, OK, it is one week before election. You do not have time to get your ballot in the mail to get it there in time. Now you're fucked because I don't think that we should mollycoddle voting. Right. Well, we should. So, they they should do that, but it, it, the article did not say when the cutoff for mailing it was. So that that to me says maybe they sent it the day before, maybe they sent it a week before. We we don't know. I mean, I'm I'm saying that I, I'm agreeing in the sense that they should have some kind of cutoff, but that cutoff should be done in a way to where those. Those ballots are getting there. That they're not having six thousand some odd ballots that are just sitting around. Well, fair enough. But that you know what that actually gets to the point of why I even brought up the article, which is the article. The headline was thousands of mailed ballots in Florida were not counted, and you're like, what the fuck? And then you read it, and you're like, yeah, they didn't get there in time. But like you just pointed out, 
this is just lazy clickbait journalism. Uh, this this is the article didn't even state some they didn't go and find well this this let's we got a name off this envelope and they said they mailed it two weeks in advance and the post office right. sat on it. This is just clickbait, shitty, uh, sensationalistic journalism, which I hate. And that's why I sent the story, not because I think there's mail fraud or voter fraud or anything. You you actually accidentally hit on my point, which is if you're going to write a story about how ballots are not counted, then do some fucking research and find out were they, you know, lost in the mail and got there late or were assholes like I tend to believe that people do things last minute and they're like, oh, it's Monday morning. I better put the I better mail in my ballot. And of course, it's not going to get there overnight. It's not going to get there in time. Right. So you took it a different direction. That's fine. Like maybe. But the, the article itself is fucking lazy, stupid, and it doesn't give you any information other than these ballots were encountered. But here's a headline that's supposed to make you think it's outrageous and get you angry. And that, that also another thing I thought was was kind of funny was that if you read down further in the article, um, the election was actually decided by more votes than were actually missing than this six thousand. So even if even if literally all of them were, you know. The other way, right? It was six thousand votes and ten. Yeah, yeah, there are four thousand missing, and six and ten were the numbers for the for the decisions. And it was like a ten thousand vote difference. So it's like even if all six thousand of those were for the Democrat or or all for the Republican or whatever, like it wouldn't have changed the outcome. It did not. All right, final news story. This one I thought was pretty goddamn interesting uh, because. I hate to compare, but it is the biggest comparison. Uh, several years ago, everybody was on the right was screaming, Benghazi, Benghazi. And now those same people are calling the Mueller investigation a witch hunt. This despite the fact that Cohen is in jail, Flynn pleaded guilty, uh, Manafort pleaded, and then... Li- the Mueller probe so far has cost $25 million. But wait, wait, that's not money lost because it is pulled in... $48 million from tax cheats. The more it investigates people like Manafort, who were, was dealing with, you know, oligarchs and millions and millions of dollars, this, this, not only is this investigation paying for itself, it's turning a profit, and it's finding guilty people. Anybody that wants to shut this down should fuck off. This, this investigation has pulled in yeah. more than the GoFundMe for the border wall. Well, you know, and, and I don't know... Why the Democrats aren't putting more pressure on Trump to show his tax returns? I don't, you, you know, I to me, I'm like that's that's fucking huge, man. Well, they um, don't have the majority yet. They were elected, but maybe that will happen come January when they all take the oath in office. Maybe they will uh, vote to force him. Well, yeah, because like the biggest stuff that that Cohen got sentenced for. Was was the financial stuff, you know? I mean, as far as paying Stormy Daniels, yeah, that that wasn't as 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 big as like the the tax stuff, and the and the fraud, you know, and and that's the kind of stuff you would find from going over a guy's tax returns with a fine comb who's well committing financial crimes. Maybe because it depends on what he files in his taxes, because what happened this week is, uh, if you remember just several days ago, yesterday, the day before, the Trump Foundation, his charity organization is shutting down because it was proven or shown, obviously, that I mean, we knew this back during the election. 
he used that money to just funnel shit to himself. He he bought a Tim Tebow helmet that he put in a hotel. He bought a painting of his of himself that he hung in his hotel with money that's well, okay, mostly for charity. I, yeah, but I don't really care about that. Here, here's no, no, why. Because what I'm, what I'm, I'm sorry, anyone, what I'm, what, anyone who gives money to the Trump Foundation, um, I think they're basically that's basically a, a, a form of of well unofficial bribery so to speak, because no one is sitting there going, you know, I, I really, I just came across some money and I, I, I don't want to be one of these rich assholes who just spends it on themselves. I, I want to give it to the people who are going to do the most good. I mean, I've, I've been going over them. Do I want to do the Red Cross? Do I want to do uh, Doctors Without Borders? These are great. Um, oh, here's a small company that dig wells in Africa. Uh, I love these all, but you know what? The best one, the Trump Foundation. Yes, that is where <laughs> my money will do the most. I'm doing this for the Lord. I am a philanthropist. I'm giving all of my, I'm giving all of my inheritance to the Trump Foundation. I just want to help the kids. Well, no I one's was, saying, no one's saying that. I they're well, bribing I, this man. I was uh, unclear with where I was going with that. I, I I had an idea in my head, and then I went off on a tangent. What I That's meant why I don't is, give a shit. And, with, and it's just like I don't give a shit about how like um oh well they used campaign financing to pay Stormy Daniels. Everybody who gives a guy like Trump money for his campaign assumes a quarter of that is going toward for strippers and porn stars and prostitutes anyway. So do uh, you know who doesn't care about campaign finance in, in terms of Stormy Daniels, the people that actually financed his campaign. So fuck them. <laughs> no, my point was, I don't know how much of his taxes are separate, the foundation versus the campaign versus his personal taxes. So yeah, you're going to go through his taxes with a fine tooth comb and you're going to find some shit, but I'm not. You, I had the point when I started, and then I just got sidetracked by talking about the Trump but Foundation. You're, you're saying that he's probably writing this into other stuff that's not his personal taxes. What I'm saying, I'm saying it's that, probably all spread was, out everywhere. I, and I I think that's absolutely true. But you you would one way that you could find it what would be by his personal taxes. And I think there's a good goddamn reason that he doesn't want people to see him. That's why he hasn't shown him on all of this time. And has made such a big stink about it. And, you know, like there's obviously something there. Otherwise, he would just show them to you. No, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. But I think it's interesting that the Mueller investigation is ongoing. I think people are confusing the Mueller investigation with what happened with Cohen and Stormy Daniels and uh, Cohen going to jail because that's two separate investigations. Um, that is the New York City prosecutors. Mueller said, hey, we're finding some shit involving Stormy Daniels or campaign contributions. Um, I'm busy looking yeah. into these Russian ties. You take that over. And I listened to a great report that broke right. it down that said what happened was nobody focused on the New York prosecutors. They're still screaming yeah. Mueller, Mueller, Mueller. And while they were screaming Mueller, the New York prosecutors built everything up, made their case, raided Cohen, sent him to jail, and... It's sort of, in a way, kind of like what happened to Bill Clinton with Whitewater, where they right. said, Whitewater, land deal, land Start deal, oh, blowjob, blowjob, blowjob. Yeah. yeah, it goes somewhere different, and that's what's happening with Trump is, in a way, it's what's happening with Trump, but not really, because Mueller is still working the Russia angle. And I don't know, right. I'm wearing I'm wearing not noise-canceling headphones, I but I still say, what's up? I was going to say, I don't know if the microphone is picking this up. I'm wearing not noise-canceling headphones, but they're pretty muffling. And I, 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 my son is somewhere in the background talking. So 
I don't oh, know I if the hear. microphone is picking that up, but he is I'm out sure of bed again. <laughs> Little fucker. No, no worries. <laughs> um, but we could start wrapping it up. I'll put him to bed after we're done. Um, because there are no more stories unless Jake, you got anything you want to yeah, talk about? No, what, oh, what was I going to say? I, I, I had a point. I lost it. Uh, uh whitewater blowjob, Mueller, Russia, playboy. Oh, model. Yeah, I still think, you know, I, even, even with Russia, I, I, I feel like a lot of the people on the left have this sort of, I don't know, this grandiose vision of like Trump and Putin having tea together and making deals, undermining democracy, you know, it's, it, if it's anywhere, I, I still say his taxes. Like, I, I think if you're going to find any kind of strong link between this guy and Russia, it's not going to be over uh, stupid Facebook memes and shit. It's it's going to be over financial stuff, you know, well, financial deals think, he made with um, Russian oligarchs. And I think that's where the Mueller investigation is going. I think people yeah. are distracted by the idea of um, Russian memes and all that, but... What, what what happened two weeks ago is uh, Cohen said that while he was running for president, he was still trying to build a condo in Moscow. And Trump himself said, well, yeah, if I didn't win the presidency, of course, I still have to be a businessman. And I think that plays into right. if him not directly saying, um, you know, help me win the presidency, at least Russia saying, well, this could be good for both of us. Like, I don't think right. it's. I want to undermine American democracy. I think it is wrapped up in financials in that he wanted to, he'll, everyone courts favors and he was coming at the presidency like a businessman might. And that's not how you do it. Right. Because I think, I think this guy, he's, he's just got straight up personal financial interests in Russia. That's, that's why he's doing this. And honestly, I think if, he was because everybody likes the idea of him being some kind of like Russian puppet and and like finding it out. But I think if that was true, if he was some kind of secret Moscow puppet, they'd be asking him to tone his shit down. They'd be, you know what I mean? They they'd be like, listen, publicly badmouth us so you can fucking quietly, you know, make sanctions go away, and people ain't looking at you for this shit. Well, here is why I disagree with that because I don't know that it's a one to one. I don't like. I, yeah, I agree with you. He's not like in constant contact with Putin, receiving walking orders like some people think. But I do, from everything I've heard, I think Russia loves the fact that what they wanted to do was create chaos, and they've done that. I no, think and, I, and I agree with that. That's And, and I, I think that's kind of what they were all about. But this, this thing where um, he's in some sort of, like, tie with them over that. And it, because, like, you wouldn't even want to tell him about that. All he's going to do is fuck it up. You know, at, at that point, he doesn't need to know about you doing memes and shit. He he doesn't he doesn't need that. He doesn't need you to know. Um, WikiLeaks is is leaking emails about Hillary Clinton fucking with Bernie in the primaries, including with the Democratic Party. You know, like WikiLeaks can do that on their own. Like they don't they don't need him for that. This is true. All right. Uh, as I said, before we got sidetracked again with this again, is there anything you wanted to talk about before we uh, before? No, we I'm good. My up? voice is fucking shot, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, uh, folks, for uh, listening to us. New listeners who have, may have heard me, seen me live and decided, took my business card and said, I'm going to listen. I hope you did join us. If you are listening, do us a favor and you had fun listening to us. Tell your friends to listen to us and and write nice things about us uh, wherever you listen. 
positive reviews apparently help more than we think it does. Does so uh, before more than we think that do. I don't know. I've, I got fucked up because I'm hearing my kid in the background again. All right. Thanks for tuning <laughs> in, everyone. Have a good. Uh, oh, this comes out Christmas Eve. Have a merry Christmas, everyone. This gets released on Christmas Eve. So merry Christmas. Later.